Crypto moves further towards the mainstream as another major arena has been bought out for the next 20 years. A whale signals upwards movement for Bitcoin as he buys $99 million more. Many think the massive run is getting closer as we approach the holidays. And so much stuff is happening, we just can't. But we will, because we want to. And obviously, you want to as well. Gluttons for punishment, I suppose. So grab some more beans and sit by the fire, no matter what Mr. Taggart says, because this is our bad news episode number 567. How about more beans, Mr. Taggart? I'd say you've had enough. Of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, ignition. Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious. Not too serious, though, because we are bad, and that's why you get fart jokes in the intro. I, I almost wanted to leave the reference without the audio just to see who caught it, but it's so funny. You could Mel Brooks could not make Blazing Saddles today. Oh no, gosh, he would be canceled. Yeah. And plus, he's plus he's like you know 80, 90 years old. So yeah, not too many people are that creative when you're eighty or ninety years old. You're like chilling at that point. You know, I just I read yesterday that John Cleese went ahead and canceled himself. I saw that. I He's saw so that. tired of the whole cancel culture. He's, He's like, like, I once dressed up as Hitler, and I must, I must go ahead and cancel myself. Yeah. I did that once on Monty Python, so I gotta <laughs> not come to Oxford or something, right? Or Cambridge, one of the places. Yeah, one of those former, formerly known as a university, now as a indoctrination center. So, uh, hey guys, I'm Joel Com. That's Travis Wright. We're glad you're here. And guess what? We have been nominated. For the 2021 Noonies, the cryptocurrency podcast of the year. And you can actually go vote right now and uh, humiliate us by voting for somebody else, most likely. You know what? It looks like there's only been 13 votes happened so far. So it just opened. Get... Yeah. Oh, it just opened. It just so there opened. is a chance. There is a chance that that we'll get a few votes. You're telling me there's a chance. Well, we're actually we're the first one listed. It's uh, this year's nominees are the Bad Crypto Podcast, because we're the most handsome creator economics, the Pomp Podcast, Unchained, the breakdown, what Bitcoin did, Crypto Conversation, Zero Knowledge Podcast, Token Metrics, Stefan Lavera, Crypto 101, Mooner Bust, Fintech Insider, Modern Finance and Bankless. And um, those a lot of great podcasts in there. And Pomp will probably win just because he's the most popular. He's the most popular. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, very popular. You guys should vote for us because you're listening to this show. And let's show those populars that we might not even. Why isn't it just called the Pompcast? It should just be Pompcast. I know, right? Because he didn't talk to us about branding. Right. Just like the Pompcast. That'd be good. Pomp um, it up. Yeah. 13 votes right now. Now there's 14 because I just voted. Uh, for for the Pomp Podcast. Hey, mom, mom, would you go go vote? Yeah, it's the Noonies. Go vote for the. She's gonna go do that. Hey, so it's a, hey, if you, Bot Farm, Bot Bot Farm. <laughs> bad crypto. Bot, hey, Manish, roll up the Bot Farm. He's, All right, he, I got Manish. He's wanted. There we go. Five thousand three hundred and twenty-two votes. Look at that. <laughs> Oh my God! There's more votes than people. That was great. Seven trillion. Eight point two billion people voted for bad crypto. It's amazing. One for every dollar that rolled off the Federal Reserve presses in the last minute. Nice. That's, that's awesome. That's good job. Hey, we got a lot of news to cover today, so let's go ahead and jump right in. Timestamp five p.m. Atlantic Standard Time, which would only matter to you if you were in Puerto Rico with us. The rest of you fell back this week. So, you know, we would go by EST, but EST decided to, you know, move their clocks backwards. So you're actually an hour behind us now. Uh, we, we have first start on the day. And uh, the crypto market caps on CoinGecko.com, $2.772 trillion. Bitcoin, 60713 finding a lot of support there at the $60,000 level. Ethereum, 4279 Binance. 
582 after hitting as high as 650 this last week. Tether dollar one, Solana 217, Cardano buck 88, XRP dollar 11, Polkadot 4219, USD coin $1 even, and Dogecoin rounding out the top 10 at 23.8 cents just in front of Shiba Inu. Which, uh, which is definitely down from where it was, but there are many people who think moon coming soonin. Moonin soonin. Again, vote for the Noonie Awards for us. Um, Have yeah, a nooner. So I, actually, I was, I was thinking about this. It's like now we are four hours ahead of Pacific time. It's 5 p.m. here. It's 1 p.m. there. Wake and up, you are, guys. Wake up. People, are, people are like, hey, we need to have a meeting. What about like 2 p.m.? You know, is, is uh, Pacific. <laughs> I'm having That's dinner. 7 p.m. my time. That's dinner time. Yeah, knows. But it's really good, though. It's like because I'm like kind of, I like to. You know, I don't I don't wake up at the ass crack of dawn like some folks do. And uh, so this is perfect for me to be in AST because if I if you because you can't really like sleep until 10 p.m. on the Pacific Coast and, and have business in America, because by that time it's all done. America, but, uh, Travis, let's look at the big winners for the week. I see some oh my familiar God. names. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the projects that we are advisors on, not to toot our own horns, but um, up. 192 percent this week gala gala games g-a-l-a up to 26 cents we've been talking to you guys about gala since it was it was less than a penny long time um, now not financial advice but it was financial what do we what do we say 2022 is going to be the year to play to earn and this is where you're seeing the run-up right now 192 percent in the last seven days. Also, Travis, IOTEX, we're going to be having them on the show here in the very really? near future. Yeah. And they are up 85% this week, but yeah, nothing, just, nothing warms yeah. the cockles of my heart more than what's next. Yeah. Finally, over a billion dollars in market cap, now sitting at 1.7 billion. Wax. Wax. At 90. 3.4 cents up 85% this week, folks. Hot Wheels launched this week. Also, they announced that in the last couple of weeks, they've had a million new wallets opened up from different people around the world. Um, that is incredible. And we've been pimping these guys since they were a couple of cents also. And here it is mm -hmm. knocking on a dollar's door. Also, another one, big winner of the week, Sandbox. Joel there, was a song, there was a song there, though. Knock, knock, knocking on dollars door. Knocking it on. Go wax pee. Man, we haven't sang songs in a while. We've been. I just that's why I felt like I had. I, I want to actually let's pause there for a second with wax because I want to point out William Quigley is out there, really, you know, being the front man for wax as he is, and he tweeted how wax is pulling in the major brands. Right? They've they've done Hasbro, they've done Mattel, um, they've they've done Funko. Right. They've announced World Series of Poker NFTs that are going to capture moments, you know, from uh, Daniel Negreanu and, and uh, Phil. What's his name? Helmuth. Helmuth. And, Helmuth, and yeah, others. Helmuth. Um, that's nice. Helmuth you have on your head there, Phil. Uh, <laughs> and there's more to come, gang. There's there's so much happening in wax and the the um, NFT world is waking up to the fact that there's no gas fees and instant transactions. Wax is the king of NFTs, and it's why we continue yeah. to make them our 222.22, thousand percent more efficient than Ethereum and way less in market cap. But as Joel mentioned, a lot of great projects popping up on Wax. We've been talking about it for a long time. We got another series launching of blockchain heroes launching on what the 18th of uh december yep big blockchain heroes launch we'll be telling you guys more about that as we get closer but that will be on yeah. wax and we've got there's so much more coming uh if you're not tuned into the nifty show or other podcasts the nifty show.com or just look it up in your podcast player and uh you know the metaverse also going to be huge and as travis said the sandbox up 52 percent this week and trav you told me about the snoop dog thing and, yeah. I, and i went and bought one i told our friend john lee dumas about it he went and bought one so now actually i think he bought two one to hodl and one to uh to to ride you know profits on. yeah mm -hmm. what are they worth now i, I don't know more i think it was more what, yeah so to, what what is that what is the uh the snoop dog party pass yeah it's on sandbox right it's a snoop dog party pass 
and it actually allows you to get um, NFT drops. It allows you to uh, get access to his parties in it's the private party pass and it is on on you can get one on open sea i saw them the other day i saw it the other day whenever i told you it was they were one point i got mine for like 1.2 eth now they're 1.69 eth i think i'm gonna go ahead and snag another one just because i want one to be able to sell uh, oh, those are for two. I don't want two. One, one to saddle. So here, here's, you know, here's the thing. You looked at this and you told me, you said, Joel, there are only 1,000 of these ever. And I was like, oh, damn. Once the world wakes up to sandbox, like only 1,000 of them. You know how many Snoop Dogg fans there are out there like right. when, they, when they discover this? So that's, you know, I'm not a Snoop Dogg fan. I'm just like, all right. This to me seems like a no brainer. You guys go to your own due diligence on it, but uh, I'm going to drop that into the show notes just because we're talking about it and um, you might want to check one out for yourself and uh, maybe you'll party at Snoop's place. I don't know. Pate pate at Snoop Dogs. Because I mean, it just, uh, it, it just, to me, it just seems like it's something that's going to be huge. I think that the, but not, this is not NFT advice, but Sandbox is rocking and rolling and i would say that keep an eye on that we've been paying attention to sandbox for a while we've been advisors for animoca for a long time and sandbox is up to number 63 overall in market cap and this thing has been on a torrid pace over the last just if you look at the last 30 days you could have gotten in at around you know if you had gotten in you know less than a month ago you're looking at about 72 cents today it's sitting at three dollars and sixty cents and if you had been purchasing any of the land, I know like even about that time last month, you could buy land for about 0.3 ETH. And now the least you can get is like a, an ETH and a half for some of those land pieces. Thanks. Virtual virtual land in these metaverses are going to continue to grow. And it is an exciting space to be in for Did sure. Did you say a torrid pace? I think so. I, I don't think that means what you think it means. A torrid pace? Yeah. What is it? What is torrid? Let me look torrid it up. Pace? Torrid. T-O-R-R-I-D. Yeah, torrid pace. Torrid. Parched with heat, especially of the sun. Yes, giving, giving off intense heat. Is that what you meant? That it was like it was super hot? Torrid pace definition. I don't know. Let's see. That's a yeah. thing. Torrid pace definition is, uh, I don't know. I've heard that before. Torrid pace. Well, I just heard it tonight, we, you know, from you. So I like it. Now I'm going to use it again. I think well, that's like, like something that's like rolling off. It's like something like a rocket ship going off. Like, yeah, it's kind of it's scorching. Like, it's hot. Like torrid pace. Yeah, giving up to Bitcoin's hot, too. And this uh, lead story here from Coindesk. Taproot, the long anticipated upgrade for Bitcoin has activated. Activate, activate Taproot. Beep, 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 beep. So what happens now? Well, it says here, and it says here why this matters. They say that it's a melting pot of a lot of different technical innovations, all in, from Bitcoin, all into one upgrade. And they basically modified three imp Bitcoin improvement proposals, uh, one from uh, basically just three of those. And what it's doing is it's enhancing privacy, it's enhancing scalability, and uh, it's also going to allow things for like smart contracts uh, to be able to be utilized on the lightning network and so it's trying to make bitcoin a little bit more like uh, ethereum i think to be able to do smart contracts so we'll probably start seeing more you know bitcoin nfts probably start seeing more bitcoin DeFi. this is really big news and uh i think it's probably some of the biggest news that we've seen as far as as bitcoin goes in a long time because of all these new developments these new toolbox that developers have to be able to build because a lot of times they were just sort of hamstrung because all the cool stuff was being built on Ethereum or being built on Solana or being built on internet computer or being built on Polkadot or ADA or whatever. And you can't build a lot of that stuff on Bitcoin. Well, now they're trying to make sure that that is the case because Bitcoin is an evolving protocol, right? It's not just something that here it is. And it's going to stay that way. It's going to evolve as time evolves. Don't tell me what I can build, what I can do. You don't know my blockchains. You don't know. You don't know my blockchains or where my blockchains have been. I got your tap root right here. Ah. We tap your roots. Oh, you dirty bastard. Privacy, scalability, things coming, technical things that I don't understand. You might. 
and um, smart contracts. Good stuff. I don't understand any of this shit. I'm gonna, so I'm gonna make a, so I'm gonna make a fart contract. That's good. You know <laughs> nothing about nothing. I'm gonna put the farts on the blockchain. Somebody's probably done that already. You know what right. you do. It's all good. Here's another sign that the smart money is anticipating Bitcoin to go up. The third largest Bitcoin whale in the world has purchased um, another $99 million worth of Bitcoin when it dropped below $60,000 very briefly. So now he has added a, a total. Let's see, how much does he have? He bought 1647 on November 17th, and then he's added more in the last five days, about 1300 more. I'm looking for what the total is for how much he actually has. And this article fails. The article in Crypto Potato fails to provide a total amount of how much Bitcoin is in this whale's wallet. I really would like to know. <clears throat> I'd like to know also. It's not here. I'm actually, so I got I got one another one of these Snoop Dogs and then I'm selling it for 4.2 ETH because that's 420. And if you're going to buy a Snoop Dog private, private, private party pass, by God, 420 is the perfect number. So I just went back go. in time. I just went back in time. We was talking about something we were talking about earlier. The technical analysis for many analysts are showing that Bitcoin is due to hit $90,000 in the coming weeks. Uh, this, you know, it seems like everything is happening right on schedule. And the, the contrarian approach is that if everybody thinks it's going to happen, then expect surprises. Like what if the bottom completely falls out? But these traders are very bullish and they're looking at uh, the charting from the last bull run. There was a series of tweets by, by uh, Raul Pal um, yeah. recently, and I need to find the link to that so I can put that here in the show notes. But talk about what this tweet shows. Basically, he, he put the 2017 Bitcoin chart over Ethereum's chart now and the price. And it is matching up almost perfectly, like exactly. And so, and he was like, all right, so based on this, anytime in the next couple of days, it should shoot up. And he thinks that, it, that Bitcoin could hit 15, if not $20,000 by the top of the bull run. No, you mean Ethereum. Ethereum. Yeah, yeah, Ethereum. Yeah. Uh, and if that happens, folks, that shit cray. Like, That's it. Then you have officially reached the moon. I mean, that it, the question will be answered when that happens. We are on the moon. Any other question from then on should not be when Lambo, when moon, uh, it should be when Virgin intergalactic, when Mars, because that's the next level. We'll have been to the moon. Well, you know, here's the thing. Once you hit the moon, what goes up comes down, so don't expect it to stay at twenty thousand or whatever or ten thousand. I mean, uh, it's. I think it's going to go up. I think if we see anything like what happened in you know uh, two thousand seventeen, is I think we would see it go up meteorically, and then over the next month, month and a half, fall substantially, then sort of reevaluate and sort of rebalance it out at, a, at you know at probably 40%, 60 to 40% of what it was at the high. And then it does a little bit. And then, so who knows? The thing is, I look at this, Joel, and I say, this to me seems like it's different in, than, the, than the 2017 bull run, uh, the 2013 one or whatever, the times when the crypto pop. It's because there's more people involved, more people talking about it. There's way, way more utility for crypto. Mm -hmm. There's, there's, you know, stadiums being named for crypto. We're going to cover that here. This is the, the title of the thing. But to me, you know, Taproot's probably the biggest story of the week. And, and then the fact that, that this other stuff is, is popping, man, it just seems to me like maybe we're going to have another bear run, but there's never been money being printed like this. There's never been, you know, somebody who's, who's, um, you know, having mental deficiencies as president like this where it's, it's, it's you can't, you can't clear. say that even if it's obvious to everybody, but
but those with their heads so far up their rectums yeah. that they're. I would say this. I don't, know if you, I don't know if you saw this or not. Last night, Tim Pool had a Timcast, and he he has this big badass trailer. They'll drive around, I guess. I don't know what it's all about, but he was in Austin. Yeah, with and Rogan he, and Alex Jones. He got Rogan and Alex Jones in his trailer along with uh, Michael Malice and a couple of other people. One dude who was one of the. Uh, um, uh, people who was at the Kenosha trial, one of the one of the witnesses, and uh, it was fascinating. I mean, if you don't see that we're being manipulated at this point, then you can re all you like. But here again, we've been correct the whole freaking time. You're a conspiracy well, theorist, Travis. Well, that's true. But guess what? Is it, uh, the FDA has been at, at Pfizer today asked the FDA to hold back the data from the vaccines until the year 2076. Why would that, you do that? Why would, it seems to me it must be really safe. Then the data must yeah. be really good be, yeah. to wait fifty years. Yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah, you, you definitely want. You want to surprise everybody later. You're just a conspiracy theorist, Sir Lord. I Travis. am. I am a conspiracy. I am a critical thinker. Uh, it seems like it's a conspiracy realist. to most people. I'm a conspiracy realist because the shit is real. And if at this point you still your fucking heads on the ground and you don't see any of it then go get your 17th jab. <laughs> Fuck. Two, two weeks to stop the spread. It's two weeks to stop the spread. Just wear a mask. <laughs> now, there's a video of all of them going, like Biden going, oh, we're not going to mandate that. There's no way we, we wouldn't mandate vaccines. There's not going to be vaccine. If people are telling you you're going to get a vaccine passport, then they're a conspiracy theorist and they're a terrorist. Like, are you serious? Come on, here it is. <laughs> all right. Anyway, moving on. Um, so what do we got? We got crypto news still. Hey, look, those of you who are in our audience, if you're in tune with us, then you're already in tune with us and you're just sitting there nodding your heads. And if you're wondering what the hell we're talking about, then that's fine. And then there's a few people out there that, you know, get offended and, uh, learn to live in the real world. If you're offended, because the real world is offensive. People are offensive. They're not going to say things that you always like or agree with. You know, I had a great uh, meal the other night. A friend that um, that I've known for many years came to visit. Um, and John Lee Dumas is actually hosting this couple. And we had a great dinner. And he knows that, you know, where I stand politically. And I knows where he stands. And we had a lot of laughs. Great conversation. Great meal. And we were like, this is how it's supposed to be when you're, you know, with people that you disagree with, you have civil conversations, you don't try to cancel them like an idiot. You don't try right. to, to bury their, their, you know, career because you don't like them. That is what little ch petulant children do. Adults have well, conversations. They're insecure, they're insecure yeah. that somebody would question what they believe. And then a lot of times they've not even done the sort of, you know, critical thinking or analysis to look into it to see if what they believe is real or what they believed has been basically sculpted by manicured social media filter bubbles and what the media puts out. And you just got to say, who owns the media? Well, it's the same people who own the freaking financial banking system. How does that work? Well, they made, they print the money. They have all this money. They buy the media plate. They buy the corporations. Now we're seeing a merger of corporations and big pharma and government mandated medicine and vaccine passports and all this shit. This is not trending in a very friendly way. And so here's what here's what Alex Jones and Joe Rogan said was the solution. They said decentralization of technologies and magic mushrooms. <laughs> if you take magic mushrooms, you come out of magic mushrooms loving everyone and it helps you drop your ego. We are we are not endorsing the taking of hallucinogenic. I am endorsing the Take your, go to Oregon and get yourself some magic mushrooms <laughs> and, and realize that we are all connected. We're spiritual beings enjoying a human experience in this meat suit flying 60 something thousand miles an hour through space on a rock around a big fiery inferno. And it doesn't make sense. But, but here we are. You don't need to take hallucinogenics to know that and to understand that like i i you know, know that. It's, 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 it, i think if everyone took hallucinogenics just some mushrooms once a year uh, instead of having mandatory vaccines how about mandatory mushrooms and then i guarantee <laughs> we'd all be like oh my god i love you joel thank you for everything bro i'm so grateful you're my life i love you so much like you know everybody would be like that with everybody there wouldn't be this there wouldn't be divisiveness because we all realize we're all connected we're all made of the same shit
Stardust, folks. This podcast not brought to you by Pfizer. <laughs> brought to you by Magic Mushrooms. Everything, everything else is. I had something to, to add there that was, I don't, I, I don't even remember if it was funny or serious, but I had something Dude, to add and I forgot I'll tell you it. this. I'll tell you this. There are magic mushrooms all up and down my hill because there are cows taking shits all <laughs> up and down it. And it's like, uh, smoke it. Yeah, smoke, smoke that it. dung. No, smoke that dung. Smoke it. You wait until the little penis grows. It grows into the big cap and you pick it up and then you set it there and you wait or you eat it when it's fresh. It's all he good. Said, he said penis. But it does. If you tell me mushrooms does not look like a penis, <laughs> I don't know what it is. It totally does. But then when you're talking about <laughs> eating it, I'm like, some of our meat suits. Uh, mushrooms. Some, some of our meat suits are meatier than others. I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> all right, producer Aaron, leave all of that in. And even if you're rolling your eyes, sometimes she'll be like, guys, it's a crypto show and you're going to offend some people. And maybe we should cut that. You know what? I like to offend all the leave, people. Leave the rants and and uh, our tribe knows who we are. And if we're challenging you in some way, then be mm-hmm. challenged. It's OK. I'm challenged yeah. in so many ways. <laughs> They're like, True. yes, yes. I want to challenge. I want to challenge you guys. Here's another little challenge. It's, on a, it's a completely a mushroom challenge. It's not that. It's not that. That's your own challenge. Do your own research when it comes to that. But um, do research into rebase tokens, right? We've been we've been playing around with some of these rebase tokens. Go on CoinGecko, look in categories and look in rebase, and then you'll start seeing Strong Block. You'll see Olympus. You'll see Wonderland. Wonderland is one of those tokens that went up. One of the bigger ones this week as well. And uh, basically, it's it's they're saying it's one of the new ways to do reserve currencies in a way because of how it is like you hold it, you stake it. And then when you stake it, you earn more of it. And as more becomes into an existence, then you earn more of it. And rebase is really interesting. I've been in Olympus for a while and I've earned a substantial amount of that. But then now Olympus has been forked on a whole bunch of other different platforms on a bunch of different blockchains like Binance and then Avalanche and some of these other ones, Matic. And uh, I've been playing around with a bunch of them and I'm actually earning a bunch uh, of additional tokens. So learn about rebase tokens if you have not gone down that rabbit hole. Might be something, like especially if you don't have a whole lot of money and you're like, oh man, I got a hundred bucks, I got a thousand bucks, then uh, it's something you might want to dive into because it's going to, over time, it just keeps generating more and then it restakes that. And now you have more and it's restaking. Like on, on Binance, Joel, on, on Zeus that I'm having, it's like I put 60 in and now I got almost 80. Like, okay, but it's but you have to say this. It's super risky, super, risky. super ridiculously risky. So before yeah. you go putting money on anything, go learn about this stuff. Exactly. Or you'll Learned be like rebase. You'll get yeah. you'll have gotten rebased. And and here's, um, you know, you got to do your own due diligence on this it's stuff. Like crypto level four kind of oh, it, it is. And, and here's what you know, when I have friends or family come to me and ask me what they should buy, I do not like to give financial advice, even to friends and family, because if it goes wrong, then they might well, you told me to buy this some t- occasionally to very close friends and family. I will. And then they come back to me every time they've come back to me and say, oh, dude, you should see my wallet. But I don't like to do <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. I was having a conversation with my buddy today. I've known since, t- since age 10. And he was like, he was, this is like in September. He's like, so man, it's like, you know, I got like five grand. Like, what, what would you do if you had five grand? And I said, well, Richard, I've known you forever. I go, what I would do is not what you would probably do. What I would do if I had five grand, I'd probably buy a little bit of Bitcoin and I'd put the rest of it in gala. That's what I told him. I said, gala is like <laughs> 1.8 cents right now. I go, I got a feeling it's going to be around 20 cents before you know it. And so today I messaged him when it was 19 cents and now it's 26 cents. And I said, dude, remember when you were going to put some, put some in this when it was two cents and you did not I go, dude, your five grand would be worth a lot. Now you'd be like 50 grand. And uh, he's like, Oh, dick. And I was like, dude, I can bring, I can bring a horse to the water, but I can't make a horse drink it. Little Richard. You can't make it stink. So, you know, here's a, a piece of news that I really enjoy. Uh, last year when I found the electric disciple, in a first strike hero pack, the, right. uh, the the blue wizard that dude bought it from me for ten thousand dollars in wax, and he uh, he said uh, what I said is if you buy this, 
I will give half of it to waterislife.com, the yeah. uh, philanthropic 501c3 that I'm a director on. So I, I, he did, and I did, and I gave the wax to um, to the wallet for waterislife.com. That $5,000 at this very moment is worth $125,000. They can, they can, he can drill three permanent well fixtures and put in um, these sunspring devices that are solar and wind generated. And they, they, they go in the center of these towns and the people can plug in, they can meet there and they can get clean water that serve the whole like 10,000 people. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's amazing. And I'm, I'm so happy to see crypto being used for good. Yeah. I want to share a story because I think it's kind of fun. Share a story. So, so when we launched Blockchain Heroes, um, you know, my son was part of it. Uh, he's part of the team, and so he was getting he was getting part on that. But my daughter wasn't. But what we did was we think I think we sent her like four packs or five packs or something. I don't even remember what we sent her. The very first pack that she opened, she got herself like one, the one of one uh, smoke, right? And I think this thing sold, I don't even remember, 1500 bucks worth of wax at the time. And then she, since she got a drop in, because um, she got a, a, a one of the star cards from the Nifty Box, and I think there was like one of 10 or something, maybe there was 21. I don't know exactly how many there were of the, um, the, the moment one death card sketch mm-hmm. uh, from Bitcoin Origins. She got one of those in her wallet. And she sold those and she ended up getting like total from selling her things around $50,000 worth of wax or 50,000 wax period or 55,000 wax or something. And uh, now she's spent some stuff. She basically bought her own bass guitar and stuff, but now she's still, she's still sitting on about 40,000 wax and wax is worth almost a dollar right now. So basically from opening up NFTs, just NFTs and selling the NFTs as a 15 year old, she's sitting on around close to 40 50 grand worth of crypto just because the nfts and opening up good stuff man how awesome is that that just to me just like it's so hilarious and you still have people on twitter going nfts are a scam it's a ponzi like and it's there's not even any shades of what an actual ponzi is with nfts at all you may as well call baseball cards a ponzi it just it makes no sense but you know this is about ethereum being so over you know the gas fees and stuff horrible yeah This is why the technology adoption curve is a bell curve, right? Because the masses are in the middle. The masses are not the visionaries. They are definitely not the pioneers. And very rarely are they the early adopters. The masses are the masses. It is that they are followers. That's who they are. If you're listening to the show, you're not part of the masses. You're, you are an early adopter or perhaps a pioneer if you've been listening for years um, mm-hmm. because you're here before the masses are here. Yeah. But the, the masses, you know, what was it that Gandhi said? First, they laugh, right? Then they, what do they do? They they make fun of you. They laugh, laugh at you. They make fun of you. Then they attack you or something, right? Mm-hmm. They attack. They, they Yeah, they, they get angry. Then they join you or something like that. And they try to, and then you win eventually. You win. And, and you crypto win. is going to win. And those of you who are gotten here early enough are going to win. And it looks like the people who got uh, taken by Mount Gox, by that massive hack that took place um, in 2014, might eventually win a little something this has you know been in court now for quite some time and that in october a final and binding ruling being the last major hurdle in the compensation process hinted that users who filed claims could receive funds from this hack soon and we don't know how payments are going to be made whether it's going to be in bitcoin or or fiat what the timing is of it but we're getting closer in the not too distant future hopefully the final resolution from these mount gox funds are going to um, settle you know, I have a buddy of mine dr jones who's not really a doctor but i've always called him that because indiana jones hey greetings dr jones and uh he's not a doctor but he's, he might be listening he was on Mount Gox and he had, I think, two or three, maybe more than that Bitcoin on that whole thing. So it's like it's like a sad thing when you think about Bitcoin being sixty thousand dollars and you've you know, you had a few of them in there on Mount Gox and they got taken and you never you never got anything back. It's kind of like having fifty five Bitcoin that got lost. It's, it's kind of sad, but you got to keep rebuilding, man. You can't just give up and stop. You have you to build back better. 
get a belt back. That's <laughs> that's good. Nicely done. So the uh, the Staples Center, which is an iconic building in Los Angeles, is going to be renamed. No more Staples. It's going to be called the Crypto.com Arena. This is one of the biggest naming deals in sports history. And, uh, you know, people know this is the house that Kobe built. And so Crypto.com Arena is what it is going to be, a seven hundred million dollar purchase giving them rights for 20 years wow are you that's serious a, that's a big deal hundred million dollars well i'm pretty sure they didn't pay all 700 million all at once it's probably 700 million divided by 20 or some little down payment on that but um you know the the crypto the cro token that thing is is worth quite a little bit and think about that i mean they're probably can just use that off of their uh, 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 out of uh, out of their their pool that they have sitting back. I right. think this is huge. They're gonna re, they're gonna rebrand this on Christmas Day when the Lakers are hosting the Nets. All the signs are gonna be changed to Crypto.com, and Crypto.com is already on the jerseys of the 76ers. And I know that the FTX uh, Arena that is the that's the name of the the Miami Heat's arena. So look at this. And then think about that in L.A. Uh, oh, the Crypto.com Arena. Oh, here are the, the Lakers at Crypto.com Arena. They're going to say that on thousands and millions of times around the world, embedding that Crypto.com, Crypto.com. Um, that is this is the second biggest news of the week. I think it's part, probably was the biggest. But then like Taproot was like, we got it. That's amazing. This, this is a great week. That's why we here we are chatting. And we're through like five stories and we've been going forever it's a, already. It's a very, very good week. And, you know, here are more signs that crypto is going to be, you know, part of the saving grace of our economy. U.S. consumer prices jumped 6.2% in October, the biggest inflation surge in more than 30 years. We're, we're building back better, folks, which is why you're starting to see stickers on gas pumps that say, let's go, Brandon, because people realize that, this economy um, is is uh, is sucking. Inflation is going up. And if you are not in some alternative methods of maintaining your wealth, whatever level that is going to be, then uh, you're in for a rude surprise at how little your dollar is going to buy. Yeah, they keep printing the dollars out. So this is this is not an in, I think it look, I look at it like this and we talked about this. We've talked about this for years, Joel. Are we still we talking said, about it now? We're still talking about now. We, we said we said this: the price of Bitcoin will be worth a million dollars someday, most likely. Not because the the value of Bitcoin is worth a dollar, but because the dollar is worthless. There's going to come a time where we're not going to start talking about Bitcoin versus the dollar. Bitcoin's worth sixty thousand dollars. Bitcoin's worth a hundred thousand dollars. Bitcoin one Satoshi is worth X amount, right? We're going to start getting into Satoshis. One Satoshi is one Satoshi is that. Because the dollar as a world reserve currency will go away. It's always gone away. If you go and look at the history of reserve currencies, they always last about 100 years. And then we are at about 107, 108 years now of the Federal Reserve Bank having the dollar, the world reserve currency since the 40s, since, uh, since uh, the UK uh, sterling pound was taken off the world reserve currency the life cycle for the dollar is about over and crypto is here. And that's why the prices are taken off because the value of the dollar is decreased. The buying power of the dollar is decreasing. The amount of dollars in circulation are more than ever. And it's a big Ponzi scheme. And those who are hedging their bets in crypto are happy. I'm having so many people talking to me now, Joel. I know you are as well that, oh man, I got to get into this crypto. What do I need to do now? What is I? Oh, now the Bitcoin sixty thousand dollars, like they're interested. Bitcoin ten thousand, three thousand, fifty thousand. It doesn't matter. Oh, I don't care. Sixty. Oh, now I got to. Right. What is it? I, yeah, I wasn't interested in that cheap ass Bitcoin. Tell that's me more about this. mass thinking. They hear from you know they they're not paying attention. They're they, they're living their lives. Most people aren't paying attention. They're living their lives. They're with their you know their families and their occupations and and being you know their social life and their TV and whatever it is they're doing. They're not paying attention to this. We pay attention to this. 
because it's what we're into. But for those, the masses aren't paying attention yet. But having this stuff in their face again and again, like crypto.com, you know, stadium, it's going to be in their face. They're going to have to start paying attention when they keep hearing about NFTs and realize that, oh, man, I was calling this a scam and I, and I missed the boat. And now I'm buying them. Right. They're right. going to know when that time comes and they're going to be like, all right, I was wrong about the NFTs, them non-fungible tokens. These, those are good things right there. Those are Ponzi schemes, Joel. Those NFTs are Ponzi schemes. I'll tell you what a Ponzi scheme is. Ponzi scheme is Bitcoin. It wasn't that long ago that we had Carlos Matos, the infamous BitConnect uh, guy, the, you know, just a dude who was in BitConnect and ended up being the face of it from that the time they had the conference. He was on stage. If you haven't listened to that episode, it was really good. Carlos is a great dude, very inspirational. But um, apparently, Glenn Arcaro pleaded guilty to participating in the $2 billion conspiracy to defraud BitConnect investors. He's going to be sentenced. He faces a maximum penalty of 20 years in prison, and the U.S. Justice Department is going to sell $56 million worth of seized crypto from this guy to compensate victims of his fraudulent behavior. Restitution. Crazy. One of the most infamous, 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 one of the most infamous crypto scams ever. And um, these are just some of the people that got caught. A lot of times we're seeing a lot of rug pulls right now that they're not getting caught. These are all they're like under they're like under the radar after they pull the rug. So be careful out there. I also want to say this. If you follow me on Instagram, I'm T-W-T-E-E-D-U-B-Y-A-W. I do not have an underscore. I do not have a number. There have been so many fake Travis Wright accounts here recently in the last three, four weeks. I've, I've had like 10 that's popped up here. It's like, it's like I'm almost living like the life of Joel here these last two weeks because Joel has so many fake accounts popping up around him all the time. Just report them. If you're curious, and I've noticed like there's, a, there's some fake uh, BitBoy crypto ones popping up and some other ones. If you have a question, if this account is real or not, Go look at the photos on their profile, and you're going to see that every one of those freaking profile or those photos were uploaded in the last couple of days. Well, not even that. Not even that, Travis. For you and I, it's easy. If there's a verified check mark with the I account, I don't have a verify. They won't verify me because I'm not no. as cool like you. Oh. All right. Well, as far as I'm concerned, if you see any account from me on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook that's not verified, it's not me. It's a scammer. And if you and what I'm Travis a stepchild said, of this relationship, I don't get verified. I do. I, ver- I am on Twitter. I, you are on Twitter. I, I validate you. Thank you. I can't verify you, but I validate you. That's good. Does that help? That's just good. A, That's just good. a little bit. Hey, uh, so Senator, about this. All right, yeah. go ahead. No, you, you talk about things. Go ahead. Say words. Yeah. So the U.S. Justice Department, again, going after going after BitConnect, somebody else in the government realm, Ted Cruz. Wolverine. Is is what? Wolverine. With Wolverine. his beard now, he's like he looks like Wolverine. Oh, okay. Well, the Zodiac killer's son, apparently. Right. Um, the uh, he's so this new infrastructure bill, this multiple trillion thing, they put a whole bunch of anti crypto shit in it, and Ted Cruz is out there trying to uh, repeal that crypto shit out of the infrastructure bill, and uh, because it's not good, it's horrible. He's giving him the middle finger. Bill and huh? Infrastructure bill, my ass. Right. <laughs> Infrastructure bill. Come on. Who's buying that? Better, Joel. Come on. Shut up. Infrastructure bill. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, right now it's it's not good, gang. It, it is not good because it's going to mean all kinds of new reporting, all kinds of government eyeballs and uh, invasion and requirements on all of your transactions, including your NFT transactions. Um it, it is it's it's very bad. I'm just gonna say it's it's very bad, and um, hopefully we get some people there in in Congress that um, will repeal portions of this that are bad because the last thing we need is more Big Brother. That is the last thing that we need, but it seems to be all that we're getting. So, mm. um, you know what? Here's here's maybe an interesting thing. So you know, Joel and I give Twitter a hard time uh, yeah. because Jack Dorsey and how they ban people like. You don't like they don't like what you say. You ban it and screw you. 
which basically it's always like if you if you're gonna ban something then i'm gonna i'm the curious guy i want to go say why are you banning them what were, what were they saying i want to go find i'm gonna research it but uh jack dorsey is kind of He's, he's kind of du- dualistic, I think, in the way is like well, he likes crypto and decentralization, but he also loves censoring. But um, he has he's the CEO of Twitter. He's also the CEO of Square. Square has invested $50 million in Bitcoin, opened its cash app to Bitcoin. Huge success. Now they're going to be allowing people to be tipping in Bitcoin and verifying NFTs uh, for people's verify for, for their avatars. Well, they have recently hired somebody to uh, to manage all things crypto for Twitter. So there's going to be a chief uh, crypto officer at Twitter, which I think is kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I think he's definitely he gets it. He gets crypto and he gets NFTs. And honestly, I'm going to say that NFTs have made Twitter palatable again for you really for, certain, for certain niches. Yeah, because Twitter has become a hellscape for many. Uh, It is a negative contributor to the health of our society. But for NFT communities, it has brought a lot of people together in ways that I haven't seen on Twitter in a long time. And I think he recognizes that and Mm -hmm. wants to nurture and foster that type of goodness. So is it time for Twitter power 3.0 or 4.0? It would would be 4.0 and no, it's never going to happen. Yeah, I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out as far as traditional social media is concerned. I have not been on Facebook um, except for one post all year and one post on Instagram just to uh, post about a a faker that was out there that people to report. We almost need to write a book about anti-social media or something. I don't miss it. Uh, I, I can say with no reservations after years of social media, I am a happier individual not reading people's bullshit all day i really you're not on facebook at all are you no i'm off i deleted the app i even deleted messenger i every now and then i go to messenger on my desktop because there's some people that don't know that i'm not there and i discover you know a message from somebody that i actually care about but don't message me there like my social is is spent on twitter for nfts and that's pretty much just about it. Um, and then uh, Signal, Discord, Telegram. Like, You're not even can... doing Instagram much. No, I've done one post all year. Wow. It, it's And the only reason I use WhatsApp, which is also Facebook, is because there's a lot of groups here in um, Puerto Rico that right. you know are friends that are on it. But yeah. uh, screw Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Uh, by the way, and what, sucks, a, and what sucks, though, is that Oculus is owned by I know Facebook, I have that. You know? I have that. I don't use it very much, but I have that and yeah. I do like it. I don't use it nearly as much as I thought I would. Um, there's an interview that just popped up on my radar uh, this morning. Gary V interviewing Mark Zuckerberg for real. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And, and I haven't watched it, but apparently he interrupts him a lot, which I think is great. Gary interrupts Zuckerberg probably to take him off of, you know, his robotic speech. Points. Yeah. Um, to see what he really thinks. So I might watch that, although Zuckerberg is so cringe. He's hard to watch. But um, yeah, he was kind so. of graceful in some parts of this thing where it's like it's all, all nearly likable. And the thing is, it's so weird for me, Joel. And I know it's the same for you is it's like, man, I was such a social media like proponent and lover. You wrote books about it. I've mm-hmm. been to the headquarters of Google multiple times. Mm-hmm. Twitter, I've been at headquarters three times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been to YouTube studios. I've been to uh, Evernote's headquarters. I've been to, I've been all over Silicon Valley, the, uh, multiple Twitter headquarters. I've been to Facebook. I've had I've met Zuckerberg twice and in the previous life, right? Before before crypto diving in on, on bad crypto as when I was working with Semantic and stuff and going out to all these different places and it was I loved it. I thought it was so cool, man. I thought I was Mr. Fancy Pants. But little little did I know that we were helping move the world towards this uh, filter bubble where they could, you know, basically share what information they want and hide the information they don't want. Like we, we were out there being promoting our own future handcuffs in a way. And sometimes I worry about that with crypto too. It's like once these governments start doing centralized, you know, banking currencies and they try to eliminate some of this other stuff, that's why there's some technologies out there that we're going to be talking about, like Railgun 
uh, and some other stuff down the road um, that is important because it's, it's going to help keep things decentralized. But it's like, man, it's like, you know, there's these, there's these opportunities, they pop up. We love these. I love technology. And then when it comes out and it becomes our own prison, that's, it's not awesome. No, there are some though in uh, politics who do see the positive things that crypto can bring. New York has been one of the most challenging places for crypto businesses, but the new New York City Mayor-elect Eric Adams says he's going to make the city more crypto-friendly when he takes office in January. He, in mm-hmm. fact, he said he tweeted, New York City is going to be the center of the cryptocurrency industry. He's even going to accept his first three paychecks as mayor in crypto. So, I, you know, I don't know the guy's politics at all and don't care. I like that he's saying, hey, this is a good strategy for our city. That's really been hit hard. Right. Well, it's comp- it's being decimated. But I tell you what, I know the city saw a resurgence at NFT NYC and then all the billboards popping up there with NFT and, and how the excitement and the buzz around it. I know they had to see that. I mean, it was evident There's so many parties, so many things going on. New York was so stupid with their bit license. They just had their heads so far up their ass. And, you know, Wall Street is the financial hub of the world. It was. And then, you know, New York had a chance to be the crypto hub of the world. It is not. And I don't think that it will be. Good luck to that, Eric Adams. Uh, I think Miami is. You know, Francis Suarez, the mayor of Miami, is already, you know, going to do Bitcoin dividends to people in Miami. Like Miami is going to be the true hub for crypto in America, I think. It's in Florida. It's in a better state when it comes to freedoms. And uh, we see what's going on there. In fact, if you're going to be in Miami, I will be in Miami November 30th and December 1st and 2nd at the Decentral uh, Art Basel crypto conference thing that's going on, the NFT and DeFi conference. I'm giving a keynote, I believe, on the 30th. Uh, If you are there, come say hello. Joel will not be there because Joel is a hermit. Yeah, although I, I will say this, I am finally getting off the island this weekend. Um, one of my favorite bands of all time is Genesis love Phil and, uh, uh, and, and Tony and Mike, uh, and I especially like the old Genesis, which, you know, the last couple albums kind of sucked, but I always said, if I ever got the chance to see them again, I would get a front row ticket and go anywhere. Well, guess what? They're in Charlotte, North Carolina on Saturday night, and I will be in the front row for that show. How so, much were front row tickets for that bad boy? Uh, it's like, well, fortunately, I know somebody who right, right. is helping get me into the the friends and family section. It was like only like six hundred bucks for the pair, but I'm paying like two thousand dollars to fly in last minute. And but right. I'm going. Like you know, experiences are everything, gang. You know, money is fleeting and comes and goes, wow. but people and experiences are really you know the the core of what life is about. So I'm going to go have this experience you deserve it my dude you deserve it yeah so i am i will be out of here and it will be a wonderful time to go so happy for you brother thank you i appreciate that Uh, i'm happy for um those who are discovering ethereum and metamask because the metamask now has 21 million users which is up 420 percent since april of this year's in the last nine months and consensus which is the company that makes it has announced a $200 million funding round. So MetaMask, very big. I'm I'm curious about this, brother. So we just saw in the past two weeks, Ethereum name service, the ENS, uh, which has all the different, like you can, like you you can see that I'm verified as T E E D U B Y A dot ETH. I also have Travis Wright dot ETH and you have, I think Joel com dot ETH or something like that. Right. Um, So, so, they basically went ahead and airdrop tokens to everyone who has used their service. And, you know, I got like a hun- almost 200 tokens or something, and they were valued at, uh, I don't know, a bunch of money at one point. And, and I, I think that MetaMask might do something kind of like that, like what Uniswap has done. I, I don't have any information or any insider information on this other than I believe it to be the case because I, MetaMask is so awesome. Like, it'd be great to be able to swap with MetaMask using a MetaMask token instead of having to use like 
the freaking gas fees that are so stupid, right? They should, they could build that in there with all that in. And I think that would be a great thing for those guys. And I tell people this, I ask them and like, they're asking me about crypto. I'm like, okay, crypto level one. Are you on Coinbase? You got your Coinbase account set up. You got your bank connect that that's crypto level one, crypto level two. Do you have your MetaMask? You understand MetaMask yet? And then, so that just helps me understand where they are on their crypto journey because I'm like, look, dude, they're like, no, I don't got anything. I'm like, all right, well, listen to badco.in forward slash 210. Give that link to your friends and family during Thanksgiving and holidays, badco.in slash 210. They're in crypto level zero. They got to hear that first. Then they go get their Coinbase account. That brings them up to crypto level one. So there's a step to go. But, but MetaMask is so huge in the ecosystem. And make sure that they know to take their private key words and put them somewhere safe because you don't want to lose your crypto kitties. Right, Joel? You do, you do not. Uh, by the way, at the end of this article on decrypt.co, it says rumors of a MetaMask token drop may have helped boost user numbers as yield hunters look to avoid missing out on the next uni or ENS tokens. Right. So there's rumors. Who knows if it's going to happen? I hope it does because I like I like free monies. I like magical Internet money from the NFT world. Quentin Tarantino announced that he is going to make NFTs that are unreleased scenes from Pulp Fiction. Well, Miramax is suing Quentin Tarantino over his plans to do this, calling it a deliberate, premeditated, short term money grab. I don't know if it is or not. I, I'm not sure what his motivation or how long he's been thinking about it. But, you know, if he owns the rights to it, um, yeah. then great. And if Miramax owns the rights to it, then I don't know who owns the rights. Right. Uh, Tarantino was in uh, New York City for NFT NYC. He was a uh, there are a lot of people in the space that are really excited about what's going on in the NFT space. Uh, Tarant NF Tarantino is one. I love Tarantino, man. He's got such great, I mean, his work of art, he is his movies, Reservoir Dogs is such a great movie, Pulp Fiction, such a great movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, such a great movie. Like, I love his work of art. I don't necessarily that, like hate, politics, Hateful Eight. Hateful I, Eight's fantastic. I don't think I've seen that one. Is that that oh, yeah. was on Netflix or something, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it was a main release, but you should be able to go find it now. Hateful Eight, very uh, slow, methodical film what's that, what's that one what is that one that was um that had jamie fox in it and leonardo dicaprio um leonardo dicaprio I and he's that one he's always got that meme where he's going <laughs> it's like a picture of him he's like it's like in the it's a wild wild west let me, was it let me, let me, django unchained django yeah Django. Yeah, great unchained. great film great film crazy so uh, last story we have for you is about the sandbox. Once right. again, they are finally getting ready to launch the alpha. It's been four years in development and people are building in sandbox. Yeah. They, there's a there's a construction tool, but nobody's been able to actually go and experience outside of your own, you know, plot what you're building. And uh, on November 29th, they are finally going to uh, to open that up for select players. I had a, this is weird. I had a dream and I was, my dream, this was just a couple of nights ago because I was kicking myself for not buying more sand. And I knew that I was like, dude, I know sand's going to blow up, but here I am always looking for the little shit coins. And I was like, um, didn't buy nearly enough, but I was I, in my dream. I was looking at my block folio or looking at coin gecko. And I saw that sand was over a hundred dollars. I was like, damn it. Why didn't I buy more when it was 50 cents? I knew better. I knew better. What the hell? And it's, here it is. It's $3 right now. And I still haven't bought a bunch, but I don't know. I can just tell. I mean, look at all the brands that are on Sandbox. I mean, if that's not the key indicator, I don't know what is. I, you know that these, the Decentraland, the mana tokens blowing up, you know, go on CoinGecko. Look at categories. Look at Metaverse. Go look at these tokens, and you're going to see many of these are going to be so ginormous down the road that you will be thankful that you listen to this episode one day and be like, damn, I'm so glad that I really paid attention to this shit because this thing's going to blow up and you're here you are and you're going to be so happy down the road and your grandkids are going to be happy that you are happy. 
Well, if you want to get one of these thousand alpha passes, um, you there's a raffle taking place on sandbox.game. There's links to it in the show notes. Go to badco.in forward slash five six seven to check it out. And I'm I'm entering to uh to win one of these because I would love a pass, an alpha pass. Where is it? Where's the link? It's on the you gotta go read the articles. Okay, you gotta you gotta read things and click places and do stuff if you want to get the things. That's how it works. Million dollars, Yatsu. We got some reviews here. Perfect by Derpy Derpus wrote, Keep it up, guys. Love the show. Stay bad. Cheers. And Marion with two exclamation points said, Excellent podcast with incredible concepts and interviews, extremely valuable content. Thanks, Marianne. We appreciate uh you being so nice to us and saying the nice oh. words. It, it gives us um, warm tinglies in our jinglies. It does. Oh, here's another one here. Oh, my God. These guys are pathetic by Jimmy. What? what are you <laughs> Jimmy. 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 Pod, these people need to get their heads out of their asses and quit being so bad. Oh, just kidding. Love them. Now, actually, this is a completely bullshit review that I'm making up right now. That was yeah. It's a complete yeah. lie. Quit being bad. Instead, just stay. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. Good Lord, this was a long-ass episode. That was because there's a lot of ranting in there. But leave it in, Aaron. Leave it I in. I think it was good. This was fun. People like to hear us talking about stuff and our opinions sometimes, I think. Some do, some don't. Who cares? So Whatever. What?